And welcome back to another episode of A Kid's Perspective podcast. The first thing we would like to say is thank you again to Vernon Samuels from the last episode. We hope you guys enjoyed that entry just as much as we did. Today we have another interesting topic to discuss, which has recently been popping up in the news. However, before we start, please remember that we are growing and learning as much as you guys, and everyone is completely entitled to their own opinion. And again, please feel free to leave a review of the episodes, which will be read out on the podcast. We love hearing your responses. So let's get into it. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing an issue that has been circling in the media for the past few months or so, and has been shown live on so many news channels, especially in the US. Yes, you guessed it. We are going to be discussing the Derek Chauvin trial. For those of you who don't remember, On the 25th of May 2020, the police detained a man named George Floyd on charges of paying with counterfeit money to buy a pack of cigarettes. George Floyd denied these charges and the police decided to take forceful action against him. Forceful meaning that they pushed him to the ground and knelt on his neck. Ultimately leading to his death. A woman in the shop opposite from where this was unfolding recorded it and posted it on social media, not knowing this would shock the world. Protests in Minneapolis, where this event unfolded, and all across the world began to spark, reigniting the fire of the BLM protests around the world. This event is actually part of the reason I became so invested in the cause and started the podcast. But what some of you may not know, which by the way happened in May 2020, this still has not been resolved and only now has action been taken. After months of protests, they finally decided to take Derek Chauvin, the police officer who killed George Floyd, and the other two officers with him to trial. And now, Derek Chauvin was convicted of all three charges against him. For anyone who doesn't remember the charges against him, they were second and third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. So, um, should the trial and investigation have started earlier? Um, To be honest, everyone was saying like, oh my god, why did this take like such a long time? But in criminal cases, it generally does take a long time because for both sides of the argument, like prosecution and defense, they do need quite a long time to kind of like set the argument up, especially in in my opinion, this was such a clear cut case. Yeah. Like I didn't really feel like there was like any chance that he was going to be acquitted. I feel like I feel like that was probably one of the reasons why the defense had to make sure that the argument was like on point which sadly it wasn't there was a lot of <laughs> holes in it i did watch um i try not to watch too much of the trial because as i'm still a kid and some of the videos that it show was quite distressing i did try to not watch all of it but i did listen into like the expert witnesses and i did read a lot of articles about what was going on so i practically did watch it <laughs> um and i did notice a lot of holes in the defense's argument and even as a kid who had nothing to do with the law like the yeah. only reason i even started like looking it up was because of this trial even i noticed i was like okay that doesn't add up so i think that was probably why it took nearly a year the thing is although like you're right because it's was such a significant case it's not really something that you can make accusations about because it was such a firstly a very large example of racism police brutality but if he was if 
Derrick was let off or if he was convicted. Either way, it would be quite significant. And obviously, he was convicted. So you do need to make sure your argument is like, yeah, like you said, like on point, because you don't want to have holes in something as big as this. Um, however, one thing, like if you kind of want to like counter, counter sort of like that is, um, if you think about it, what if this has happened happened to a white man? Would it have taken? longer would it have taken a shorter amount of time or would it taken same about the same amount of time because it was still a really significant case we just don't really know because that hasn't really happened that much yeah and also i guess like the added kind of like reason that the trial like took so long for it to actually start was made was a lot of it because of the virus the coronavirus mm-hmm. like simply yeah. uh, if you if you watch like any like kind of segments of the trial you could see like there was like um plastic boards there was um of course there was no like public um yeah. appearances because Nothing. normally in some trials the public would be able to sit in but this one it was just both sides the argument the judge and then the bailiffs like and then of course the witnesses there was like nobody else the witnesses they had to wear masks the judge had to wear masks the juries they were hid behind like this plastic screen it did not feel like a courtroom at all so and i guess at one point when the virus was like raging so much i guess it just wasn't feasible at all to be in a courtroom so i think that they kind of had to wait it out before being covid safe being covid safe you know before they could actually like put the trial on and kind of like take this man into an actual quorum instead of doing it on a zoom call that would have been a bit rubbish that would have i feel like that would have been a little bit insulting yeah and i think yeah i think it would have sparked quite a few comments and speaking of kind of sparking comments um is one thing that i know this was such a tragic event for george floyd for you know his family and for many black uh, people from ethnic min- and people from ethnic minorities around the world however one positive aspect it had is it did wake people up like Eddie said it was the reason she started the podcast but in my opinion someone shouldn't have to die the family shouldn't have to go through that for something to like spot we should just have that in our everyday society yeah i feel like a lot of people were saying like oh george Floyd's death was kind of positive i mean not positive because <laughs> yeah. he died but like because like polymeter like it woke people up to the event and i totally agree with her like the fact that for people to actually wake up a list to go oh my gosh like blm still exists Race, racism racism systemic still, racism yeah is still white, in society white supremacy somebody should not have had to die in a very tragic way painful ways painful well. like I don't even want to He's think like, about it. I can't breathe. It. He said, I can't breathe. For like so many times. And it's actually disgusting that this man who could have lived his life. I mean, don't don't He's forget, he, he had a daughter. He had he a wife, wife. He had lots of brothers. I remember because I, I watched the funeral. He had lots yeah. of brothers. He had cousins. He had a big family. And for them to have to go through this. Yeah. He was just an everyday person. Yeah. Like this. It's like you or me. Well, yeah. This. Of this did not need to happen at all and there are so many other people who have died before george floyd i mean oh yeah there was a guy dante right there were so many other people also in the uk as well because Mm -hmm. don't forget our podcast is based in the uk there are a lot of people who have um died in the uk because of systemic racism and it's still going on i mean we may not guns may be illegal in this country but that doesn't mean there isn't sadly that there isn't other ways for example knife crime has been shooting up in the past 
few years so mm-hmm. and so a lot of as the saying goes the uk is not innocent it's not perfect at no, all pretty much no country is perfect but if you think of two such western such kind of rich or influential you could say countries have this and both countries have quite a large black or ethnic minority population and you know no one's really innocent to be honest yeah it's it's really sad and i guess a lot of it is um it kind of is an internal problem as well like we talked about like systemic racism so i guess that kind of counts as like an internal problem and like certain mindsets and maybe kind of aspects of like daily life so for example um i think a couple of um police officers they came out after like during the trial and they said like okay this is not part of our training like using this kind of forceful action against someone is not part of the police academy training period and also it's not part of it let's also like remember is it like i think one thing we do need to remember is the u.s police service because it's such a big country it's obviously a massive force it's massive but um essentially you know it is in my opinion we don't really because we haven't you know neither one of us are u.s police women we don't have an insight into that if we did then we would probably be able to draw a good conclusion but um i think if you look at it um from this way you can kind of conclude that it may be to uh, to do a little bit with training but also it is those Derek Chauvin and those two police officers with him were just I'm not going to use an adjective on them um uh, that's all I'm going to say but they definitely did the wrong thing yeah I mean that kind of I mean there's forceful and then there's that assertive and and aggressive exactly it's not that they were, they were aggressive and he wasn't even kind of there was no need i mean if you why would you kill needed someone? to like yeah. maybe say like okay sir can you please if he because neither obviously neither of us were witnesses no and i don't think i don't think either of us have watched the video no no so quite upsetting yeah so like neither of us completely know of course but like a lot of people don't as well but i mean like if it was me and let's say for like let um, let's say i'm playing like the devil's advocate let's say yeah. he was being a tiny bit aggressive mm-hmm. this is like hypothetical scenarios yeah, she's being if yeah. he was you don't that's still not necessary you, do that. you could have said like Sir, human rights human can you please morals. come with us kind of you know yeah like would you please calm down and I, he wasn't derek derek chauvin and the other two officers they want I don't think they were in any immediate danger. He wasn't no, posing a threat. No, he wasn't punching them. He wasn't using... He wasn't being forceful to them. He was... You know, we weren't... We don't really know what happened. We don't know what happened in the past. We don't really know what the situation was. Um, I mean, we said something about cigarettes. But the point is, you know, he wasn't being... Although we weren't witnesses, we can kind of conclude he wasn't being aggressive. He was simply maybe doing something that he shouldn't have maybe he was being absolutely fine but one thing also like we need to remember is with the witness statement some of the defense said like oh well he wouldn't have and i think i don't know if we'll come on to this later but you know oh he didn't you know he he would have died anyway he had certain problems well actually a cardiologist came in and he said anyone even a very healthy person would definitely not have survived that yeah so they would have they would have 45 
you know, witnesses. And yeah. Yeah, they would have like um I think it was called Dr. Jonathan Rich. He said yeah, um he wouldn't um any healthy person would He's have a come. cardiologist guy. Yeah, he any healthy person would have died under those circumstances. Because remember, denied breathing for almost ten minutes. I think it was like nine minutes forty something. Something like that. Yeah, that's I still a long time. That's a very like a long of time. If you can't breathe for a couple of minutes, or if you're struggling to breathe for a couple of minutes, that's really dangerous. Yeah. I mean, okay, wait. if you think about this, right now we have been recording for okay, yeah, it's just gone ten minutes exactly. Mm-hmm. We've been recording this discussion for ten minutes, and imagine in that time somebody you, you're struggling you're to breathe. Yeah, you're struggling to breathe oh for the time gosh. we've been okay. discussing this now. Just kind of. That's, that's a terrifying thought. That is a, we can't that put is ourselves not, in our shoes. That is not a very that's nice so thought at all. Yeah. So that's not it's it shouldn't have it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And I guess another thing that kind of um another thing not completely related, but another thing that like a lot of people have been saying is is the US judicial system slightly biased or, or is it UK, okay even. and also in the UK because we told them we both, said when they're not innocent. Both justice systems are virtually the same i mean we both have juries i mean it's 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 virtually the same and do you think it's kind of slightly corrupt or do you think it's kind of right for them to rely so heavily on trust because remember they they, are the only the only thing that really keeps somebody from lying or perjuring themselves i think is the correct term on this on the stand is do you swear to tell the truth the whole truth truth and nothing but but the truth truth yeah so help be god but it's not it's kind of outdated now and Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that would stop somebody from kind of lying on the stand because what if i don't know what if you're what if you don't what if you're an atheist exactly well that's one because not everyone in society is christian yeah we're 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 a very very multicultural society i think and um me and Palim were in our school's debate, yeah. and we did a debate on this mm-hmm. um, maybe a week or so ago. Yeah, about two weeks. Yeah. yeah, and I was I was on the, I think it was something like this house would abolish the jury and make it judge, judge, only, judge, tri- judge, only, ju- yeah. judge only trials. And I was on the proposition, which means I was yeah. for the motion. I was just and a spectator. The opposition was saying like, oh, it's tradition, you know, this, this, this. But I was saying tradition doesn't keep someone from jail like that is it's it's a long story but it's kind of are they relying too heavily on trust and bribing the jury could be a lot easier than the judge because the judge gets sanctioned and also they were to kind of you know if they were bribed they could get sanctioned whereas juries yeah the whole career would fall apart the whole career would fall apart and no one thing is that that all the cases that they have presided on, they would all have to be brought up and they would all have to have a mistrial. So this judge could have done like 200 or so cases and one but slip one, up. one slip up, there you go. That all actually relates, cases, to the, that relates yeah, to the police as well. All of the cases Anyone, can get discredited, which is kind of what the police force is going through now. Like they're all being discredited, which isn't right because there's only no. like... A, there's a, a only certain like a, individuals. Certain individuals. Minority. It's not the whole force yeah of course it's such a massive force and another thing is like with the jury and the judge it's so difficult because with a judge okay they are raised to do this you know that's you know it's much easier if they are perjuring in court then you can catch them out you can sanction them their whole career falls apart job done yeah however with a jury 
the, again, it has pros and cons. Pro is that, you know, 12, I think it's, what is it? 12, 12 people? Yeah, 12, 12 people. You can, they don't just, although there is something called jury service where you get from the public, you get like selected and called up and you can't, You the only reason like you can't go is if you have like a medical reason or if it's like a life and death situation. Um, but yeah, uh, but the thing is like, you do need to have like an equal balance, which is good because it means you can have like both sides of the argument. However, you know, if like there, if it's, it could be easy, this is just like a theory, it could be easy to like bribe some people, which would therefore sway kind of the whole jury motion. Someone innocent may be proven guilty and vice versa. Yeah, so I think that, and also juries are not completely hand picked or juries are not completely kind of like, no, they do, they're not completely, because the common misconception is that like, you get called, you get 12 people streets. get called up yeah. for jury service. They have to do it unless they've got, like Plumas said, a credible reason that they can't do it. Maybe they're like expecting in like yeah. a week or so, which means they won't be able to do the trial or like they're like severely ill, hospitalized, things like that. Yeah. That's not how it goes. They actually pick a lot more than 12 people. I don't know the exact amount, but I yeah, for sure know for it's, a lot, it's a lot more than 12 people that they actually yeah. pick. And then they, they go through almost like a screening process. Mm-hmm. They just go, essentially guys, they don't just go out onto the street and they don't just say, right, you're coming with us. Yeah, or like no, they, they don't, don't do just, that. Like they, they'll send a letter to you and then you'll have to show up unless, of course, Screening. Like said, yeah, they've got like checks. Both like kind of both um, the prosecution and the defense, they'll kind of um, ask you a few questions. Of course, they can't be like kind of direct questions like, do you think this guy is guilty? Or like, do you think this woman is innocent? They can't ask questions. No, of course not. Like that. They'll ask you like what your job is. Um, I don't know how many children you have. Are you married? I don't know. Do you have siblings? You know, well, like, also, really you like... know, if someone's got, you know, if someone's like, for example, they're probably not going to pick someone. For example, you know, if they say, do you have any mental health problems? Are you mentally ill? Do you have any addictions? Yeah. Are you so, in drugs? That, they're definitely not. But the kind of, um, the kind of strategies that they'll go for. So for example, if the accuser was black mm. or from an ethnic minority, mm the defense are more likely because i think they get to interview six each mm-hmm. or like something like it'll that. be like six from one side and six from the other just something so it's like, like completely that. equal yeah. um i think so if if the accuser was from an ethnic minority his or her lawyers will probably most likely choose people i don't know um jurors from a black or ethnic minority so they can kind of like it's like unconscious bias they can yes almost like sympathize not yeah with that person i mean not completely because it's just because they're kind of like just because you guys are from the same but you know if i'm black and a black man if if you know that you know if the cues is black then um they're probably gonna sympathize with a little bit yeah like a little bit more which is kind of why it's not completely handpicked but i guess in the sort of coming back to the trial i guess the derek chauvin trial i guess no matter who you picked it was very obvious and they were shown the video i think on the first day of the trial they showed them the video very outright which kind of you know it was kind of like okay this is very it this this can't be too complicated and i guess this kind of leads to um their their strategies as like 
the both both sides of the argument strategy so mm-hmm. i guess one side is that they went for kind of the prosecution they went for like the emotional road showing the video bringing the eyewitnesses in i mean there was a lot of tears on the stand yeah. you know there was bringing... emotional testimony but the thing about emotional testimony is you can't completely make your kind of case just rely on that because no, you can't. then Otherwise, it can like it's, it's almost like where are the facts you can't you have to think with your head you can think with your heart but you have to also be a bit rational it is a trial yeah because it would seem and like we said like if they kept going down this road it would seem as though they didn't have like any evidence so later they went down the scientific route they got expert witnesses to take the stand and talk about um they got dr martin tobin who i think Mm -hmm. is irish and is a very he's a world-renowned pulmonologist pulmonologist is basically the study of like the respiratory system breathing things like that and kind of they brought him to the stand say and actually one surprising thing was like he he asked to be on the stand and he yeah. did say that he never this was kind of like a non-profit kind of thing yes sometimes yes. witnesses expert witnesses might get paid they like a bit of money yeah but this guy he didn't get a penny off of it i mean maybe I more people he, maybe he got more patients but not actually from the lawyers themselves he didn't he he willingly did it for free because he wanted to kind of give his expert opinion which i think is a very um admirable uh, yeah very a very admirable admirable thing to do and they also asked different police officers and we kind of said like they asked police officers if this is part of their training and mm-hmm. it was quite clear they all said no this is not part of our training yeah this is like something that is only a couple of individuals which we have like mentioned quite a few times um in our discussion so yeah and i think that's good the yeah. defense oh my gosh the defense made oh, me really? laugh <laughs> the yeah. defense made me laugh i think they brought one guy i i don't complete i don't remember his name he he was also an expert witness and he was saying how um oh george floyd didn't die from um like lack of oxygen which is what dr martin tobin testified and the cardiologist and the cardiologist two people said that he died because of lack of oxygen the defense's expert witness said he didn't it came from the car's exhaust fumes because Uh, i think we would all be dead by now then i think there was a um, there was um they show like a digitalized photo which showed george floyd and the officers on the floor and then the car was parked like next to them almost and it turned and he said oh no george floyd died from inhaling the exhaust fumes but, but he wasn't even driving i, <laughs> I don't get it. I'm sorry. that's that's the funny thing paloma um the the pro- once the prosecution cross-examined him they later found out that the car was a hybrid oh. a hybrid car oh the police officer's Oops. car was a hybrid Oops. which <laughs> get your facts I found, right people I found get your facts very, right i was like how can you bring this were, man on? Do you know, they that were clearly trying such, to give him excuses. That is such a gamble to take, to bring a man on. And oh God, that's so stupid. But the thing is, like, <laughs> lack of kind of, um, lack of kind of, like, professionalism. I don't even know if that's, that's a word. That's lying. It's well, not, not, okay, not lying. But the thing, but but the thing you know about I mean. that Paloma is that, how would they have not known? Like, they, these people seem pretty, fairly intelligent. They're very smart. I mean, it's called common I'm sense. I'm pretty sure a lawyer sense. costs like a thousand an hour. 
Yeah, well, they're very expensive. They're very if expensive. If you can't afford a lawyer, then you just get, like, I think you get, public like, a defense public lawyer. defense lawyer, which aren't quite as good, but they are cheaper. Yeah. Or they're free of charge or something. So, so quick he paid for this. He paid for, like, a team of lawyers, I'm pretty sure. And they didn't know that the car was a hybrid. I, I found it very surprising. I mean, we're children and we know that. Even even we would know, hold up, this seems too good. Like, this seems too they good. They were to trying to think of excuses. They were trying to think, oh God, what can we do to rebuttal the inventor's argument? What can we do? Haha, cars. cars. That was like the best thing you could do. Cars. Right. I mean, yeah, I would it was, love um, to see what other excuses you, you can You can hear that me and Paloma, um, we found this highly. I found it I mean, highly amusing. This is the best they could think of. But, um, and then... No offence to the defence. Like, and you know. it, get, it gets better, to be honest. Um, okay. The yeah. next... Um, What's so the So they were saying, like, did, did, did you... So the prosecution, they cross-examined this man and they said, so did you, did you know the car was a hybrid? And he said, oh, oh, no, no, no. Um, I only took a broad look at the case. I only, to took, I only took a broad look. They got an expert... It's in the name. Expert witness... And he only took, and I quote, a broad look. That's kind of, like, that's no offense. Like, that's actually, like, quite rude because someone died. You know, people have been affected by this all around the world, especially his family, you know. And you don't have the respect to even look at this case. That's just disrespectful. I mean, no matter what side of the argument are, if you're going to come up to a very high-profile case... No matter what side you are testifying for, when you come up in a case like this, you've got to know your facts. You cannot take a broad look. And people, no, exactly. the, the prosecution's defense, the prosecution's expert witnesses, they, I mean, they studied long hours on this thing. They looked at videos. They, they looked at books. They, they looked at everything. And then this guy has the audacity to come up here and say, this, 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 and then say, oh, sorry. I don't need to go broad look. That's I mean, I don't know about you, but rude. I think that is very, yeah, very mean, rude. And I, I, think I don't. I think that's downright disrespectful. My f- good. The whole of my family was extremely shocked. Yeah. That this guy kind of, you know, even thought of that. And I mean, I think one more thing we should mention is probably the um, the the defense also said that he was taking. He had consumed drugs like well, before such as memphetamine close to the time of his death and sadly close to the time of his arrest yeah. and soon after death i guess mm. which i think they didn't find any drugs in his system yeah which, again, i'm not yeah i don't 100 percent dead but, end yeah i mean i don't which i think is kind of leading that's still that, you know that was a very dangerous um that's a very big to accusation to me if you think about it stereotypes like this mm. are the reasons why black men are die black men and women are dying mm. because you think like oh um they are i know evil i know they're like um they're druggies you know things like that and then knowing all of this because this this case wasn't just about this man it was kind of like all the other cases before it but then they decided to bring up the drug argument against a black man i mean Come on. You've, you've got to be smarter than that they're smart people i just yeah i it didn't sit right with me yeah i agree This is a really interesting topic, so feel free to discuss it with your family and friends. The internet also provides some really great material. Here are a couple of suggestions. 
There's a BBC documentary about the story and it's called A Killing That Shook the World. There is also a book called I Can't Breathe by an author Matt, I'm really sorry if I pronounce this wrong, <laughs> by an author Matt Taibbi, mm-hmm. I think. It's T-A-I-B-B-I. It talks about another death of a man called Eric Garner in 2014. We don't really know about this topic either, so reviews would be really great. Honestly, there is so much you can check out, and please, like Adeline said, leave reviews. Well, that's all for this episode. We hope you learned a lot and enjoyed this topic as much as we have. Please feel free to DM us with any questions at akidsperspective.podcast. We also have a website, email and Twitter, which will all be linked in our bio. We also would like to say that we'll be looking out for the sentencing, which the judge said would happen in four or so weeks. And this is when we're recording it, um, which we will be posting on all our socials. This is very exciting stuff. And I think four or so weeks would be sometime in June, June. I think. Early June, yeah. probably. So that's it from us. And thank you so much for listening. See you soon. Bye. Bye.